This is a podcast brought to you by The Stress Times and The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks. I'm Chris Lim and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. We're asking Kelvin Goh, Head of Investments and Wealth Advisory at OCBC Bank, how to plan financially at different stages of life. What should you be looking at in your 20s, 30s, 40s and so on? Let's find out. Hi, Kelvin. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Chris. So, how should I go about planning at different stages of life? And what does it really mean to plan anyway when it comes to financially structuring your approach to life? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Chris. Planning, it's a bit of a throwaway term, okay, but it's important because a lot of people have products. A lot of investors, they think they, they have products. But as to how the product fits into their lifestyle, how the product actually fits in as part of their portfolio, I think that's the part where planning is heavily required. Case in point, if I were a working mother or, or parent, for example, I could have insurance. But as to how much insurance or how much protection is actually needed, I think that's a big question mark. You will have cases whereby people might think that they are sufficiently covered, but Without planning or without going a bit more into the details as to whether or not the coverage is sufficient, I think that's one of the issues that we have right now. Take for example, um, if I was to earn, let's say, 60000 80000 a year, I might have a life insurance plan that covers me 50000 Yes, I have done my life insurance bit, but is that 50000 or even 100000 for that matter, is that sufficient? So I think that's why planning is a very, very key part of the whole equation. It's not just about ticking the boxes. It gives you a sense as to where your potential gaps are, where the potential opportunities to a certain extent is, and what are the things that you need to cover. I think it serves as a good gauge as to where your blind spots are. For the bank, we do have our own planning services. So it's under the OCBC Live Goals. So essentially, the whole basis behind this is to give our clients some sense as to what I've mentioned, things that they should be looking out for, and more importantly, to give them some guidance as to what is needed and what may have to be delayed somewhat because of typical resource constraints. Do you help people be brutally honest with themselves? For example, they'll say, in your example, I'm, I make 80K, I make sure for 40. 40 is enough lah. But if they take a closer look at what their recurring overheads are, what the expenses for their children are, etc., actually it isn't. So you take them through the process? Yes. So as part of the process, we have to be brutally honest. Because numbers being what they are, they're just numbers. But if you put it in a practical context, okay, you earn this amount a year. And if your coverage is just sufficient for one year, what happens if this illness or if you require additional protection? I think those are the kind of scenarios that we want to go through with our clients. Not so much to scare them, of course, but, uh, but I think to just give them a sense as to where their potential blind spots are. Because the thing about a lot of our lifestyle needs, they could be in the future, but it's good to know what are these potential things that they might be facing down the road rather than to face it at a point in time and realize that, oh, I'm short of this amount, I didn't cover for this, or worse, I thought that I had this covered, but actually I didn't. So what the whole aspect of planning is to give our clients some sense of where they stand right now, and more importantly, to give them some sense of control over where their target state might be and how we want to go together with them to help them achieve that state. And I think that's, that's an important thing because at the end of the day, planning, it has to be done together with our clients and we have to walk step in step or hand in hand with them to guide them towards the end state. And as we know, that Singaporeans like planning. <laughs> it's just that sometimes you're a bit too shy, a bit too uh, filled with pride to try and ask for help. And all. So this is actually where you guide us step by step from this. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned working mothers just now. Are there any particular principles working mothers need to bear in mind when planning financially? Well, Chris, for working moms or working parents in general, I think the key aspect when it comes to protection would be in terms of their cash or their income streams. 
as part of aspects of with regards to planning, what they have to do is to keep in mind that what is supposed to happen or what may happen should these income streams be impaired or if something were to happen to them. So in terms of the, our typical protection plans, we have our life plans, we have our term plans. These protect against death, uh, disability. We also have basic hospitalization and surgery plans. These were to protect against expenses should they have to go through surgery. The other aspects of it that may have been somewhat neglected right now is a disability income. So disability income works on the basis that should, let's say, one of our parents, if they were to be impaired, they're unable to work, disability income goes some way towards replacing part of their income streams. I think it has been growing in terms of importance, which is why uh, we are hearing your elder shoe plans and your care shoe plans as well. Uh, but disability income should also be one of the key components when it comes to uh, working parents and how they plan for their dependents. I assume these considerations would also apply to uh, professionals in their 30s and 40s mid-career. What about if you're in your 20s, you're a tertiary student or you just started working, how do those considerations change at those different times of life when it comes to planning? Do you plan differently? Do you have to think differently when you plan? Yes, and that's precisely in mind why planning is so important. So a typical 20-something in terms of where they stand right now versus what they are looking at is entirely different from a 50-year-old. On the assumption that if you are just starting out, you're new to the workforce, I'm assuming the cash flows may be somewhat limited. I think one of the key aspects is to ensure that the protection needs are taken care of. So back to my point just now with regards to they might want to consider buying uh, purchasing a term plan uh, on the same token as well, they might they should also be covered at least when it comes to hospitalization and surgery. Those are the basic aspects when it comes to protection. If there are sufficient cash flows or they should actually make the effort to, to have some form of sufficient cash flows, then that's where starting to build a nest egg of emergency cash flows, those will actually come into play. So I think the general rule of thumb is that you should have expenses for the next 6 to 12 months. I think that's important because it's not so much what would happen if, if uh, something untoward were to happen to you. By just having that nest egg or just having that excess cash, it gives you a bit of flexibility should an opportunity arise. That's so it, for good example. to have to plan B when you come straight into the workforce. That is a, that's right. exactly a plan. And I think ha- having habits like that, mm-hmm. it, or inculcating habits like that, it's a very good start as you progress along the workforce with um, on the basis that as your income rises, your saving levels should also rise as well. So I think that's one of the key uh, things that, that one should keep in mind. So Kelvin, what about uh, retirees? You know, How should they see this uh, concept of little pensions in life uh, every month? Okay, for retirees, um, the scenario does change quite a bit from a 20-year. So the base assumption is that in terms of the cash flows that you'll be receiving, you want some form of certainty. You want some sense of predictability in terms of when the monies will arrive. So on top of CPF Life, for example, the bank has a suite of products that provides that they work on the basis of putting in a sum of money and over the next 10, 15, 20 years, there are regular payouts. So what this gives our investors, what this gives our clients is a sense of certainty in terms of planning because they know to a great amount of accuracy how much they will be expecting over the next 10 years, over the next 20 years. And also this helps in terms of their planning of what they want to do at that point in time. What are these products called? They are endowment products, but what these products essentially do is that they also provide certainty in terms of cash flows. So just like your typical endowment product, you will put a lump sum of money up front after a typical vesting period of let's say five years. Then that's where the payout starts. If they provide a minimum amount of monies, if markets perform well or if the underlying assets perform well, then there's a bit of upside. But with 
that certainty as to how much you'll be getting on a monthly basis, I think goes back to my point, it allows you to plan ahead and to know with all these streams of income coming in, and ideally you should be building as many of these streams of income as much as possible, uh, allows you to plan your retirement debt that much better. And I think it also gives some form of sense of uh, comfort and security to retirees at a time where their income may not be as constant as before. Thanks, Kelvin, for explaining what financial planning actually means at different stages of your life. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.